So let's be real. Home is the place where all of the beautiful goodness Christ taught crashes headfirst into the ugly brick wall that is real life. But this is also where it starts to really matter. This is where we equip ourselves and our family with all of the tools, skills, and whatchamacallits vital to succeed in Christ. Join us in our journey to find light, positivity, and specific practical ways to make our homes little outposts of heaven so we can better brighten wherever we end up wandering. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Outposts of Heaven, the podcast. This is Emily, and I'm here with my super sweet, super handsome hubby. I don't know why I kept my mouth. (laughs) Thank you, sweetheart. You kept your mouth like away from me so I couldn't hear you. Uh, Hey, everybody. Super excited to be here with you today. I hope you are as excited about this episode and about about the podcast as as we are to record. I, I have been feeling really excited about producing uplifting, positive content lately. I think after listening to all of General Conference again, so I try and listen to General Conference, I mean, watch General Conference, obviously, over Conference Weekend, and then listen to all the talks within a week or two of, like, of the finish, of the end of Conference. And I've been super motivated to put out good content and to get some spiritual momentum and to be more energetic and more happy. And so that kind of fits really nicely with our topic today, which is... Energy. (laughs) (laughs) Um, That just reminded me, Ruth, when she, like, she comes inside after playing outside, she needs a drink. She always says, like, Mom, I need some energies. Energies. (laughs) Like, okay. (laughs) You're weird. You're saying that really weird. But she thinks that, like, getting some ice water or getting, like, some juice is going to give her some more energies Mm -hmm. so that she can go play harder. And I think this comes from Hiram when... During the pandemic, we would like do family runs. Like I would go on a run with Hiram a lot, or I would run and he would cycle usually, and he would get back and say, "Oh, Papa, I'm just I need a break for a second. I need to get some more energy." And so he would go try and get a like a Gatorade or some kind of sports drink like that, and he would drink it and then come back and say, "All right, Papa, I'm ready to go really fast." And so I think Ruth's kind of carried this on. So we want to talk about how you get energy. So yeah. we know that you know drinking Gatorade isn't going to <laughs> you know automatically give you more energy to go faster or run faster, or whatever it is. Although it does perform a good function and whatnot. But what are some spiritual things we can do, and not just overtly spiritual, but some, kind of some things that we can do to gain spiritual energy yes or emotional energy kind Mm -hmm. of along the spiritual emotional energy and i'm so sorry i do have the hiccups they won't go away so i hope that it's not too distracting yeah shout out to all of our cousins and siblings though that have pterodactyl hiccups (laughs) so the one hiccup after a meal usually it's like yeah but some of our some of our family members have that hiccup and it's like not like just after a meal thing it's randomly throughout the yeah that's true yeah so, if that's you, we love you and your pterodactyl hiccups. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, we've created a nice list here of some helpful and useful things that we have um, experienced, or from our experience, we've created this list yeah. of things that will help us to 
well, that have helped us and will hopefully help you to receive, gain, cultivate more energy. Yeah. And so they're just things that we have been working on so that it's not a comprehensive list or an exhaustive list. Oh, no. Yeah. But before we dive in, Mm -hmm. I want to kind of explore this idea of emotional, spiritual, and physical energy or tiredness. Right. I guess we, we don't care about energy if we're not tired, right? Right. So that would be a good place to start. Yeah. So let's talk about it. Uh, so how would you describe the difference between being emotionally tired and physically tired and maybe even spiritually tired if those th- three things are completely separate? Um, I think for me, this is just my own experience, but I think for me physically tired is lighter. Like it's, I, it's something I can easily brush off as like, okay, I just need sleep or like, I just have to push through or whatever. But like, if I am emotionally and spiritually tired, like that's such a heavier feeling to me. And it's not something that I have like, this kind of sounds dark and sad, but like, it's not something that I have a lot of like hope that it's going to get better quickly. You mm-hmm. know, it's not like, oh, well, if I just get some sleep, I'll be more rejuvenated or if i just like push through this run like it'll be fine like if i'm emotionally and spiritually tired it's been over a long long period of time and i'm burned out and i don't feel needed or i don't feel like i'm doing enough or it's just it's a lot of mental um back and forth and fighting with myself that over a long period of time so you kind of joined or not con- not joined, but conjoined spiritual and emotional tiredness, mm-hmm. yeah. exhaustion. Uh, how would you differentiate the two of those? Or do you think you... I don't know. Like, do you, to do, me, do you, do you to me it feels the- very the same. Okay. Yeah. Do you... Can you specifically, um, like, differentiate them? Well, let me just, let me just go from the bottom up. Talk mm-hmm. about different types. So, for me, I think physical exhaustion, that one's a pretty easy one to determine. Right. It's like... I've been working in the sun all day, or I haven't slept that much, or mm-hmm. like you just feel tired. Right. Right. Um, but then there's also another aspect of physical exhaustion or physical tiredness where it's not that you have worked too much, uh, but you still feel a lack of motivation. You still feel like you're not able to move. And maybe that starts to seep into emotional tiredness. Mm-hmm. It's probably a better word than tiredness, but... Exhaustion. Yeah. Maybe. Well, exhaustion sounds so superlative. Right? Yeah. Or so supreme. I guess superlative is probably the best word. I don't know. Mm-hmm. So I'll just say, I'll say tiredness. I don't know if it's the most accurate word, but that's the word we're going to use. So Tired kind of has this connotation that, like, you've been working at something for so... Mm-hmm. I mean, exhaustion kind of does too. But when yeah. I think tired, emotionally tired, I think, like... I have been trying so hard. Yeah. And and so I think... I don't know. There, there could be... Like, there's a physical tiredness. No, I'm going to say physical tiredness is, is coming, comes from not too much work, but just working, mm-hmm. right? Like, physical... Being physically taxed. And I think emotionally being tired comes in a couple of different ways, right? I think... And I'm just going to speak to my experience. Okay. The thing that gets me the most emotionally exhausted right now is work. Um, so with what I do, I am a I'm an entrepreneur, and so I have to run 
businesses, and so I have to take care of payroll, and I have to worry about getting financing lined up for acquisitions and and all of these myriad of things. And the emotionally exhausting part about it is there are days where I have super high highs, and I'm really excited, and I feel super motivated, and then there are days that are really, really low. Mm -hmm. And I can be emotionally exhausted, but not spiritually exhausted. So we move to the next one. Okay. If I if I'm having a hard time at work, but I'm still taking enough time to be spiritual. And so my spiritual exhaustion usually comes when I'm not taking enough time to be spiritual. So I can have hard days at work or I can have hard you know, days with the kids if I'm watching the kids or whatever it is. And feel emotionally taxed and emotionally drained. But if I'm taking time to be spiritual, I usually don't feel spiritually tired. When I feel spiritually tired, it's when I'm, I'm not... Uh, I'm kind of going through the motions or I'm, I'm not diving deep enough into my scripture study. Or I'm, I'm not trying to have a religious experience while living my religion. Mm-hmm. Right. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah. I would say that maybe my emotion, I'm trying to keep these two things straight. So my emotional tiredness and my spiritual tiredness are extremely linked because mm -hmm. the thing that causes my emotional tiredness is motherhood. Mm -hmm. And that to me is like spiritual. Yeah. So to me, it's just like all in one. Yeah, no, that makes total sense. I mean, um, the physical, emotional, spiritual, it's so... It's so closely, yeah. 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 So, for me, I still see emotional and spiritual as very, very, yeah. very, very close. And I think there are uh, there are areas of all of our lives that are like that, right? So, fatherhood for me, I, I don't spend as much time in, like, the parent trenches as you do. Mm -hmm. And so, it doesn't tend to drain me as fast as it does you, right. just because I'm not in the trenches as much. Yeah. Um, but there are aspects of like callings I've had in the like currently and in the mm -hmm. past where I've been really disheartened because of some interaction I've had or like a lack of success or whatever it is. And then I feel like this, I, I think it's a hierarchy, right? So I think it's physical, emotional, spiritual. Mm -hmm. I think they all interact with each other, but I think that is a hierarchy like that. And I can be physically tired without being emotionally and spiritually tired. Um, and then I can be emotionally tired without being spiritually tired. But usually if I'm emotionally tired, I'm physically tired too. Like I feel, my, my body yeah, feels slow and like sluggish. Like your body feels drained. And then if I'm spiritually tired, I also feel emotionally and physically tired. Mm, interesting, yeah. I think. That's how I work at least. Okay. Yeah. Well, I mean, that makes sense. And yeah. I definitely can relate to right. the emotional tired, like leaning on your body. Yeah. Yeah. And like when I get really stressed and i think a lot of people do this when i get really stressed i get lower back pain like a 80 year old man like my, my back just aches yeah and i think i i'm thinking of a specific instance in the past few months where i was just kind of really downhearted about something with a calling and i was just really struggling with it and it like i felt emotional i felt spiritually exhausted emotionally exhausted and physically exhausted when I was engaged in, in the calling. Mm -hmm. And it was a really good learning experience for me 
to kind of overcome that because it was an issue that I I had. It was my it was my fault, uh, but I had to like be, humble myself to learn that. But that was it was difficult, and mm-hmm. that caused me to have to go through that process, and it caused me to be spiritually tired, which affects my emotional and then my physical energy level your back pain my back pain it caused so much back pain i feel it in my upper back when i get stressed out yeah yeah like my shoulders are like up mm-hmm. and so then my shoulders go ouch and you, you carry know? it like in your jawbone because you clench your teeth <laughs> clench my teeth Arr! when she's really stressed at night she will uh, grind her teeth super hard and it, it like physically are, hurts me i don't i feel like there's something wrong with me like there are some <laughs> nights where i clench my jaw so hard that i almost feel it's like in my dream i don't know if it's in my dream or real life it's not real life because it's not actually happening but it feels extremely realistic that like i'm biting down so hard that i can feel my teeth crumbling oh and it's such a, and then it's like I am like prying my jaw open, but I can't. Okay, now so we have Anyways, that horrible, I'm so horrific, sorry. terrifying <laughs> image really in her head. That. Let's okay. talk about <laughs> what we do to overcome these things. And we talked about the types of exhaustion and and tiredness. Mm-hmm. How do we get that energy? How do we avoid all three layers of of exhaustion and for the sake of this conversation i'm going to continue using this hierarchy mm-hmm. but it could be entirely plausible that it's full of it and that you have a better way of imagining it but for me it helps to look at it this way okay so you have the first point yes i think it is really important to have passion projects or things that you're passionate about physically emotionally and spiritually and now i'm we've been laughing about this for the past couple days because instagram is set and determined to convince me (laughs) that i have adhd the algorithm thinks you have adhd yeah the instagram algorithm thinks i have adhd because it keeps sending or showing me like adhd videos like reels um because i i get really passionate about random projects and random things and so i'll learn random skills so hyperfixation <laughs> that's like the, the buzzword in our home right now yeah. is, is hyperfixations so funny but i think that this is something that really it, it really really helps me to have things that i'm really passionate about and that is in every aspect of life and so like with physical energy it helps me if I have something I'm excited about that I'm working towards. So, like, right now we're working towards race. So, we're training and getting ready for the race, and that makes me excited. And I also have some weight goals because I'm still going to the gym. And so, that that's exciting to me to have something that I'm working towards mm-hmm. and something I'm passionate about. And so, that's really cool for, for that. But then also emotion, emotionally, I think it's really important to have passion projects emotionally so things that you really enjoy hobbies you really enjoy so i love language learning and i love uh baking bread and all i have a bunch of random things that i'm i'm really Mm -hmm. passionate about and doing those things makes me excited and i think when you're excited it's easier to ignore or like not pay attention to the harder things and i think this is also true for spiritual energy so if i find that i'm not excited about my scripture study, I change it up. And I think, what would I be excited about studying right now? 
That's and, a good idea. And then I'll take just two or three days, like especially because we're doing Come Follow Me. Mm-hmm. So, and I'm I have to teach come, a Come Follow Me lesson every other week, and so it's important for me to be on top of Come Follow Me. But I'll stop and I'll say, okay, for the next two or three days, I'm going to read. I'm going to study a topic that I really want to study or reread a story that I really want to re- uh, to study from the scripture, something that I'm excited about or I'm passionate about studying. And so I'll pick that, that, that topic and then study that for two or three days. And then once I'm, I kind of get re-engaged and I'm passionate about my scripture study again, then I'll go I'll go back to come follow me and then I'll find that my come follow me study has gone way up because I'm just more spiritually engaged and passionate about it. Mm-hmm. I like that. That's a good idea. Do you have anything else to add about passion? No, I think it's great for everybody to, to lean into some things that you're interested in, you know? Yeah. And I think you not just chasing projects and going from project to project to project, but realizing that, Hey, there are some things you have to do on a regular basis. Like, um, ministering. That's one that Emma and I are constantly working on getting better at. So in the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, all members are assigned uh, at least one or two ministering families. And so it's kind of our responsibility to reach out to them and check up on them and share spiritual messages with them. And just kind of, it, it is a, we believe it is a assi- or an assignment from the Lord to take care of someone. And that's something that's ongoing. It's never going to stop. And if you're struggling with it, I find sometimes the best way to re-engage with that is to figure out what your spiritual passion project is and then get re-engaged and re-energized spiritually. And then that will help you do the things that are maybe, I won't say mundane, but maybe perhaps you struggle with Mm -hmm. for whatever reason. And so you don't have to just slog through things. I think if you're slogging through it, um, continue to move forward, but figure out uh, something you can do to re-energize yourself, like scripture study or what's something you do to re-energize yourself or like re-engage spiritually. Um, I do struggle with finding spiritual energy when I'm kind of burned out, but I think what helps me is talking to you about it. Just not keeping it to myself, but like once I can talk to you about it and counsel with you about it, mm-hmm. that's when I kind of get my energy that's a great boost. Point. Well, I think we're going to talk about some of those things later on. Well, so let's move forward. Okay, so my next one kind of goes right along with yours with the changes thing. Um, I was thinking more along the lines of like changing of the seasons. Every time there's a, like a change in the season, I get a boost of energy because it's something new, it's something exciting. There are new activities to do in each season. There are, like, things are physically changing outside for the most part. Um, and so to me, like, that's that's exciting. And it's something to look forward to. Um, mm. So that helps. I like that a lot. Another thing kind of related to change is changing up the way that your space looks. Um, so for me... I really like, we haven't done it a whole lot in this house, but in in the past, I have loved changing the way that the furniture is arranged or changing the way a drawer is organized or changing the way your closet looks. Like that to me, like that gives me energy Yeah, and it makes, it makes me happier. So yeah, no, I totally get that. Changes, but. changes your space. Well, I think specifically one th- one thing I've done that has specifically helped me in this regard when we're talking about change is kind of getting over the attitude I had when I was 
when I was younger, especially when I was like in high school, I thought it was cool to be indifferent and to not get excited about changes, like not really get excited about changes in the seasons or whatnot. Um, I think a lot of members of my family kind of have that, like, oh, I'm just like I'm I'm a hard worker and I I don't really care if I get if I if I walk during graduation or if I. I don't know if I celebrate all these occasions, like it doesn't matter to me. Mm-hmm. And I think I find that I'm, I'm much more happy when I do celebrate changes and I celebrate occasion, like big occasions and I uh, value the changes in the seasons and all those kinds of things. It, it makes life more meaningful mm-hmm. because happiness in life, I think is much less, has much less to do with quote unquote, happiness and much more to do with meaning and so when you add meaning to events in life including changes of the seasons or changes in your organization your home you by definition are increasing the amount of meaning in your life Mm -hmm. and therefore the amount of happiness in your life i like that that's really cool and so things like recognizing that the beauty of the changes of the seasons and seeing the lord's hand in that and seeing the the similes there's probably what is similes i was i can make similes what are similes like or as like or as mm-hmm. okay and analogies well analogy can be a simile or like a metaphor a metaphor yeah. is saying saying that something is something right i always get all like the specifics of it mixed up so i guess it's a, an analogy or the the changing of the seasons is analogous or is it a type or a shadow of the life of Christ? Mm-hmm. That's what I meant to say. Yeah. So even in things like the changing of the seasons, finding Christ mm-hmm. and f- putting meaning into that, putting spiritual meaning into that, I think it makes me happier because I find more meaning in life and therefore I'm, I'm, I'm happier. Yeah. Yeah, that's great. So this next point is one that you came up with and I really like, so I'm just going to ask you a question about it okay so it's stillness Mm -hmm. so stillness kind of seems (laughs) counterintuitive right it (laughs) doesn't seem as a thing that would produce energy so why did you choose stillness as one of your your you know tips for getting energy because um when i am wrapped up in the busyness of our lives or and or like the busyness and the fast pace of like social media or schedules or like all of the things that we're doing in a day um it's hard for me to even think about anything else and so when i have my moments of stillness and just like put away all distractions then i'm able to really like root myself and like be grounded and think about where i'm at what I'm doing, what am I smelling, what am I touching, what am I feeling, um, and really like, like feeling myself alive, mm-hmm. if that makes sense, instead of just like as an object racing through this day. Yeah. So I think so that, that, that like gives me this like spiritual energy. I think so. Or how, how does too. it how does it increase your physical energy, or does it? I don't know if it does. I I don't know. It's a good question. I don't know. I just think of it as more of like a spiritual emotional. Yeah, so by default if 
It's but, increasing your spiritual and emotional energy. It's increasing your physical energy because well, of the yeah. hierarchy thing. Yeah, I well. mean, yeah. But you, know, you can't think of anything that's like a direct increase. No, honestly, no. <laughs> <laughs> well, I just think, think, think about your... And I might be projecting on you so you can tell okay. me if I'm way off. But the things that make you physically tired are your responsibilities as a mother. And your responsibilities as a mother include the the constant being on call mm-hmm. and constant pestering and annoyance. Yeah. And, <laughs> and it's like the mom, 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 all of that. Mm-hmm. And so being still is stepping away from that thing that is making you physically tired. Yeah. For yeah. A little okay. Bit. Kind of yes. Like helping you like regroup and yes. charge forward. So that makes sense. Oh, it's so, I think it's hard for me to connect those dots. So. I, I love when you take those moments to be still because you, Every single time you take a moment, like a moment to be still, or you say, "Hey, I'm gonna go take my my time," because we have time on Sundays where we go and let the other uh, ponder and pray and just be quiet and still, and we will come back and and say, "I have a new plan about how I'm going to be like the most patient, <laughs> wonderful mother," and it's like this long or uh, like ornate like plan and program she has put together. System. <laughs> yeah, it's always a new system, and it's. It's really funny, but she gets really excited about it, and just that that moment to be still provided you enough enough space to become excited. Yeah, I mean, not saying that any of those plans have ever worked, but it does at least like provide some energy and some like excitement. Right, and the about- fact if if you're setting plans and setting goals, you're propelling yourself forward. Right, so- I like that propelling forward. That's cool. I like that yeah. expression. It's almost like getting momentum. Yes. <laughs> Spiritual momentum. <laughs> Which we will continue to talk about. Okay. Um, I will talk about exercise because that one's just like super straightforward. If you're exercising, it's good for your body. It's good for your mind. It's good for your spirit. Like it's science. Right? Wow. <laughs> I, and you heard it first from Outpost of Heaven, the podcast. Exercise is good for the body because science. Thank you, well, honey. <laughs> I feel like that's like a no-brainer. Like, science is good for your body. Duh. And er, science. <laughs> science is good for your body. <laughs> I'm sorry. Exercise is good for your body. And it's good for your mind. Yeah. I, like, we, like, that's, yeah. And I think this is especially true for... Men and what's the enneagram type that I am? I think you're a you're an eight seven. Eight seven. Yes. That was an eight nine. I don't remember. I don't remember what the wings are. No, I don't think you're an. Okay, eight seven. Um, especially for certain personality types like mine, I need to have intensity in my day, and exercise is my outlet for that intensity. And if I don't get it, I get really antsy, and I, I feel gross and like it, it's just, it's a real, it's a problem for me if I don't get exercise. I'm like a dog. I have to walk. <laughs> and I'm kind of like, I like exercise for a completely opposite reason. Like I don't, I rarely feel that sluggish or like bad physically if I don't exercise. Like it doesn't really phase me like that. I, I don't get antsy if I don't exercise, but I need it for my, like my mind yeah. and my spirit. Like. I just need it for like the endorphins. It makes me feel happier. So, yeah, yeah. That makes sense. I legit 
start to go crazy if I don't have it. You like, do. Like, if he misses a day of exercising, he's like, oh, I feel so gross. I, sound, I need I, exercise. I didn't run my five miles today. Why do you make me sound like <laughs> like the Cookie Monster from Sesame Street? <laughs> I do, though. I get, I get really yeah. antsy, and I can't sit still. And like, well, Maybe I, you do have ADHD. I know. Anyways. I, I'm believing Instagram. It has convinced me. <laughs> okay well getting outside is a great transition to that um oh, yeah. we love to get outside i think that's also kind of like a, a natural way to feel energy um physically spiritually emotionally um to be in the world that god created and to be out in nature is really rejuvenating yeah. rejuvenating and I, I think i'm realizing more and more that it's specifically being still outside Okay. For yeah. me, like the That's most combo. the most powerful combo is like being still and being outside. Yeah. Because there there's just something powerful about like beholding beholding nature. Um, here in Louisiana, especially, I know everyone thinks this about where they're from, but Louisiana has the best sunsets. It does, and no one convinced me otherwise. That's so funny. Everyone thinks they have the best sunsets, and everyone thinks that their traffic is the worst and their road construction is the worst. Our traffic's not the worst. I'll say that. Okay. Our traffic's not the worst. Our road construction's not the worst. Because we don't have road construction very frequently in Louisiana. We have bad roads. You're right. We just have bad roads. <laughs> <laughs> so, everybody, they're your choices. You can get bad roads or lots of road construction. That's fine. You choose. Uh, no, but Louisiana, bar none, has the best the best uh, sunsets. sunsets. I think most places on the coast probably have similar sunsets that are really cool because our clouds are so big doesn't like high pollution also cause pretty sunsets i don't know I don't, we, don't, we don't really have high pollution like though. air pollution yeah but the something about being close to the to the ocean and we're not super close but we're close enough that we get the huge clouds mm-hmm. and so you get the, the the pretty pink sun but you get that pretty much everywhere but being outside when it's a little windy and you can see the wa- like the wind pushing the water and you can kind of hear it going through the grass and and you can see huge huge clouds and it, you just you feel small and part of god at the same time i love that feeling yeah it's like when you're looking up at the stars and you're like what yeah like i am nothing and, just, and I am everything I am, to him. Like yeah. that is so cool. Yep. It's it's the, it's a profound ability of God and of I would say it's a part of the light of Christ. Mm-hmm. So I think everyone everyone can feel everyone that. can feel this. I think that's one of our yeah, it's part of the divine inheritance of children of God. Like we can feel our importance to him in certain things. Mm-hmm. And so certain things will bring that feeling up. And so you, this is a common thing across all human cultures and civilizations and time, this ability to at once feel minuscule and divine. Mm-hmm. And it's just such a powerful thing. And, and that for me is so, it's super exciting. It kind of goes back to the passion thing. I just, I just feel passionate about life when I have those moments. I don't want to have those moments more frequently. But it's hard if you're not taking time to be still yep it's super hard yeah okay so my last one is counseling and i kind of touched on this for a second um but when i am counseling or 
sharing ideas with you, Andrew, um, or a friend, just kind of like, not just like chatting, but like, how how would you explain counseling? Like, I think, so counseling is a a principle I'm really, really passionate about, going back to passion. And we want to do a whole episode on counsels too. And I, I think counsels, to understand them, it's not just when two people sit together, but there are divinely appointed counsels. Uh, and when you are sealed in the temple, especially as a husband and wife, you create a new divine council, a family council. And when councils, especially, or yeah, when, when councils have been divinely sanctioned, it is a new revelatory body. Mm-hmm. So when, when revelation, when we desire to receive revelation for that body, whether it's a family, like a couple, or a ward council, or a bishopric, or a young women's class presidency, or a deacon's quorum presidency, whatever it is, if we want to receive revelation for that revelatory body, if you will, that the full revelation can only be received in council. And that revelation is, is Elder Bednar taught this, so I'm not just pulling this out of my hat. Elder Bednar said that the revelation is sprinkled throughout the council. That's really cool. And so you can't get the full revelation you need for the actions of that council without input from the entire council. Yeah. I always feel like my idea is never the best it could be until after I've talked with you about it Mm -hmm. because then it develops more and he asks follow-up questions and like we're counseling about it and then in that like this ball of an idea is just like rolling and like Mm -hmm. being created yeah so i think you're you're identifying the other aspects i think councils have two two aspects so there's Mm -hmm. the the natural cause and effect aspect where we're able to work together to help build better ideas Mm -hmm. And that's a sensitive process. I think takes time to develop. We were really lucky because we were we were able to serve in the same mission, and so we kind of developed a, a similar counseling culture right. that was common in our mission. And when we were married, it was easy to kind of just continue that on. But I recognize that it, even after, even though we had that advantage. We it still took us a little bit of time to develop the right skills to be able to counsel together and, and not be offended and mm-hmm. to be able to give sensitive advice or sensitive feedback without being offensive or rough or rude. And I, I'm saying we, but this was me learning all these things. I'm <laughs> no. super soft and, and patient and kind. And then there's the spiritual, like the revelatory aspect where right. revelation... Like direct divine intervention comes from us, from all members of a, a council working together. Yeah, I like that. Okay, well, do you have any other things that are working for you right now when it comes to receiving energy? Man, I, I think I... The most important, not the most important, one last thing would be just positive inner dialogue. Mm-hmm. So not letting yourself slip into a pity party. Yeah. I think it's, we've talked a little bit about this, how like energy is energy and it like exists. 
in various forms, but like the energy that we want is like that propelling you forward spiritual momentum energy and not the negative energy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you can be propelled forward with negative energy because momentum is, it's a really good way to think about this or just the, the idea of inertia. So like a body in motion tends to stay in motion and a mm-hmm. body at rest tends to stay at rest. And so if you can get your body moving and get your spirit moving in a positive direction, you're more likely to continue that direction. Mm-hmm. And so when you apply, when you, introduce negative dialogue in into your inner monologue you are basically putting the brakes on your positive spiritual momentum so for me i have to really watch myself and not slip into like a pity party and not let myself feel too bad for myself (laughs) when things are going hard with Mm -hmm. work or spiritually Mm -hmm. or when Emily and the kids are in Arizona for several weeks. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> and so it's I have to really make sure that I'm not telling my letting myself create a narrative in my own mind that that hurts my spiritual momentum. Yeah. And that's hard because it's really it's really difficult to do that because of pride, right? Because it hurts. You you want to feel like your pain is justified. Mm-hmm. Or that your tiredness is justified, and at times it is right, but it it doesn't always help to focus on how tired you are. Right. There's some sometimes there's there's a time and a place to move forward. Right, and I think counseling is a really great answer to this problem. Like, hey, when do I let yeah. myself feel tired, and when do I force myself to, you know to buck up and and keep working. Mm -hmm. And when you have a partner that you're counseling with, especially a spouse who's committed to you and is paying close attention to you and is is responsible for, uh, for helping you by covenant, they are responsible. It's so much easier to keep tabs on that and to kind of lean into them and trust them. And they're not going to be perfect at at knowing exactly when you need help, when you Mm -hmm. need to calm down or when you need to buck up. So don't be too hard on them. Expect them to do everything, but lean into them. Like, they'll help you. Yeah. You've helped me a ton, huh? Well, you have, you have helped me, too. Thank you. <laughs> stumbled over there. So I think that's it. I, I There are so many more things we could talk about. I'd love to hear back from our wonderful listeners about how you are keeping up your spiritual momentum. And this is an extremely important topic when there are so many negative voices out there. Mm-hmm. So like it's very, very important to make sure that you are doing all these little things to increase your spiritual momentum and increase your spiritual, emotional, and physical energy. And in the end, you have to take responsibility for it. It's no one else's job. It's someone else's responsibility. No one else is in charge of making sure you feel good about yourself or you are building up your energy. Like You are the one who's ultimately responsible. Others can help, and others might even have a covenant obligation to help. But in the end, you have to make the choice. Very well said. Boom. Okay. Well, that was great. Um, if you have loved listening to the podcast, we would super appreciate you leaving a five-star rating and review. Only five. Only five stars. Um, and find us on Instagram. We're on there a lot at Outpost of Heaven. Yep. Update on the dad outpost. We are 
recording we've recorded three episodes already yay so, so at what point will you release uh so i think we are going to re-record our first episode because it didn't really hit the tone we're looking for okay but we're starting the pro it's a several week process to kind of get everything approved with the various hosting platforms but i anticipate in the next two or three weeks we'll be up and running so look for that yay at a i can't wait podcast so store funny. near you not store, but podcast platform <laughs> near you. It's it's been really fun. I, it's a, a really really fun project. Uh, I, Passion I, project. I know most of our listeners are probably women, or y- your wife has gotten you to listen along with her. Uh, if that is the case, ladies, sisters, get your husbands to jump on the dad outpost. <laughs> Everyone's welcome. Obviously, but I'm going to be listening. It, it I'm is, not a dad. <laughs> the goal, the, the intended audience, are our fathers to help right. help them kind of feel like they have a place where they can talk about these things in a masculine way. Yeah, for sure. Okay. Well, thanks, guys. All right. Love you. Keep the faith.